Welcome to the Peterson's Bow Hunting Podcast. All bow hunting, all the time. Now, here are your hosts, editor Christian Berg and associate editor Mark Demko. All right, welcome back to the Bow Hunting Podcast. We are all bow hunting all the time, and I'm here today with my good buddy, associate editor and co-host, Mr. Mark Demko. Mark, it's great to be with you, my friend. Christian, wonderful to see you again. You actually spent some great time together last week. That's right. We were out in Indianapolis for the 2023 Archery Trade Show. Uh, We were wall-to-wall across the show floor, covering it all, seeing it all. And uh, I'll tell you what, man, it was a great show. Absolutely. And I spoke to a number of people who said uh, the crowds were very, very good, especially on the Thursday and the Friday, the second and third days of the show. Um, the energy level was really, really good. The vendors were there. They were very excited. Um, the people who are attending the show, the buyers and the pro shops and things like that were really jazzed up to see everybody come out. Um, you know, obviously, um, last year's show was not as heavily attended because people were sort of coming out of the pandemic and weren't certain whether they were going to go or not. This year, the electricity, the energy on the floor was really, really high. Yeah, you're pretty kind, Mark. Last year's show was kind of a, I mean, it was kind of a dud, you know? I mean, it was what it was, but from an attendance standpoint, it was kind of a dud. There was a COVID hangover and, um, you know, it was light in the last day of the show. Last year was really light, kind of sad. And, uh, you know, I mean, we left, hey, last year I was wondering, you know, what's going to be the long-term future of the show, to be honest with you. It was just, um, just, just kind of made me wonder, but this year I, I thought it was a nice bounce back. You know, there was more energy, more attendance. And, um, you know, I mean, quite frankly, I thought there was a lot of enthusiasm around the show floor. Everybody was in a great mood. Um, and we saw some neat stuff, which is what people really want to hear about. You know, they don't want to just uh, hear us talk about how much fun we had there. They want to know what uh, what we saw that they are going to care about and what they want to get their hands on. So uh, with that, um, I'm going to throw it out to you, Mark, and I'm going to say, what was your favorite product that you saw at the show this year? Um, you know, when you go to the archery trade show, you know, when you first step on the floor, it's it's a little bit overwhelming in a good way because it's ATA show is literally the largest archery only show in North America. So you have you know, dozens of dozens, I might say hundreds of vendors, thousands of products if you count each one individually. But you always find a couple that really grab your eye or catch your attention. Um, there's a relatively new company called the Elevate Stand Company. They make hang and hunt stand setups for mobile hunters. Um, they have a platform for uh, that's really lightweight, about, oh, I don't know six pounds, six and a quarter pounds, 17 by 24 inches. Great for hunters who want to um, do everything on their back, hike in and, you know, get into those spots that are either relatively inaccessible, even if they hunt, um, you know, close to the edge of the wood lot or close to home, get in some of those trees where maybe the deer aren't used to seeing hunters. Anyway, so they have that very, uh, it's called the uh, the Ultra. It's a really small stand, compact. Then they have a stand for for hunters, shall we say for my, me, who want a larger platform when they're standing. Um, and then, so this year in May, they're gonna come out with a, a hybrid, something in between, which I think they're really gonna hit the sweet spot for 
for people who want um, a lightweight setup, a lightweight mobile setup, but want a little more of a solid foot base. So I'm excited to, to see that stand when it comes out, but they were um, showing that at the show and a lot of people were enthusiastic about, let's, let's call it that mid-size stand. I don't know that it has an official name yet, but that's pretty uh, exciting. And uh, I, if well, you don't mind, I, I didn't they? I was going to say because I stopped by uh, and talked to that guy myself, and I'm trying to remember. I did see the stands, and they yeah. they were awesome. I mean, super light. Like I, I picked it up, and it, I was like definitely wanting one, one of the smaller ones. I'm one of those small stand guys when it comes to the hang-ons, especially if you're only doing like a morning or evening set. I don't need I don't need much in terms of platform space, if I'm, especially if I'm only going to be up there for a few hours, Mark. But didn't he also have some climbing sticks or a way to attach uh, climbing sticks to those? That was kind of neat. I can't remember the details. Yeah, so they do make their own climbing sticks as well. They actually sell um, what they call mobile packages where you can put them all together. I think the sticks are 17. Each stick is 17 inches or 20 inches there different varieties and they're pretty lightweight and then they make a system where those sticks actually lock right onto the stand fit nicely in place in between the straps and then they come with a strap system where you can put it right on your back so everything's integrated uh you can hook it all together and hike in and out so it's a, it's a pretty sweet setup um so i'm looking forward to more great things from this relatively new but exciting company well and are they the ones i'm actually going I mean, people can probably hear me typing here as I was talking. To you. Are they are they the ones that had the magnets that hold their st sticks together and and then they stack, or was that somebody else? I, I honestly don't remember because I know there's a number one called. I'm gonna get this name wrong. Was it called the Timber Ninja? They were there as well, and they had sort of a a magnetic setup on their saddles and their stuff. I I just don't remember that one, Chris. Here's what I will say: It seems like there's Yes, it is. I'm interrupting you, but I just look, it is them. Because that's what I thought. It's a available in packs or three or four. Our patent pending magnetic design enables simple stack transportation. So, it you know, my mind is, is getting pretty soft now, Mark, but it hasn't failed me completely. I remembered that. So, yeah, he okay. stacked he stacked a few of the sticks and then yeah. I took it and I just held one of the sticks and I shook it like this. And I wanted to see how hard I could shake it before the other sticks fell off and fell on the floor. And I mean, I was able to get them to fall off, but it was actually quite a bit of force that was required. So that was really neat. And of course, you'd have a strap around them anyway. So you'd stack yeah. th three or four sticks and then you'd attach those, you know, you'd lay those on the stand and strap them down to the stand. That's really nice because not only uh, is it really convenient, but it's it's quiet too, and you don't got to mess around with a bunch of extra straps and things once you get uh, you know where you're going. Well, that's even more exciting. I didn't see that part of it. Um, I was trailing a little bit to get to when we got over there, but that makes it even more exciting. And like I said, these things are really really lightweight too. So, yeah, and you had uh, I think you said, man, you you're more prepared than I am. That's always the way. I'm a fly by the seat of your pantser. You're a dot the i's and cross the t's and you have notes for this episode man i have no notes my notes are my notes are my keyboard and and my my soft brain so anyway what else did you have there on your like top picks from ata so um there are a couple new trail cams coming out that really caught my attention that your one is uh moultrie mobile has a new a new um stand coming out called the uh edge excuse me a new camera coming out called the edge pro 
and they say it has AI or artificial intelligence type technology in it. And it was really interesting because um, when they were demonstrating it, it really grabbed my attention. Um, it's gonna, camera's gonna have the ability, so say for example, a tree branch falls in front of your camera, you're gonna be able to um, open it up and select different segments of the picture or whatever. It's, somehow it's gonna knock that out. Uh, you know, the camera will be able to identify that area and not take pictures of it. Uh, I'm not sure how that all works because they didn't have a demonstration, but basically um, what you're gonna be able to do is you're gonna be exclude certain, certain portions of the, the camera the camera eye or whatever, and it'll, it'll avoid taking pictures. So like, for example, now I have a, a branch that's in front of one of my cameras and it causes false triggers all the time. This is supposed to work around that issue. Uh, but also you're going to be able to select different um, target species on the camera. And I'm excited to see if, how this really works, but say you want to get only deer or only bucks only, you're going to be able to select on the camera and it's supposed to take pictures of only those animals or sort only those pictures and they'll be the only ones that become visible on your camera. So it's going to knock out, say, turkeys or hogs or whatever. I mean, what I will say, it's amazing what they are coming up with now in the digital camera, the scouting camera world, because I visited another um, company and I don't know if you've ever heard of this one, Christian, it's called Wise Eye, W-I-S-E. Well, um, bef then, bef uh, before you get into the Wise Eye, because I don't know... Yeah. I don't know jack about the wise eye so you can have monopoly on all the information on that but i did want to just throw in a couple things on the moultrie because i've been a big fan of the moultrie mobile system for for honestly like years and years probably going on a decade i was using their wireless cameras back when they were one of the first to come out with a, a program uh they were operating on 3g it was really pretty clunky stuff at the very beginning. And of course, we all know how good the cellular cameras are today. But I used an Edge camera this past fall, and it was really good. And you said this is the Edge Pro, right? Correct. And the, the species recognition uh, portion of that really is effective. So uh, just with the Edge, the regular Edge, it's integrated with the app and there's no extra charge for this, which I really like. Some of the other, uh, you know, brands charge extra for the species recognition mm -hmm. and tagging. It's all included with the Moultrie. So, you know, it takes pictures of everything. But if you just want to see bucks or bears or turkeys, you can just select that and it'll automatically filter your image. So now with this Edge Pro, it's taking it a step further and you're actually telling the camera and and i don't know if it's so much you know you talked about hey if you only want to see for me it's going to be does like because i don't know about where you hunt but where i hunt especially if i put minerals out the number of doe pictures that i get is ungodly you know hundreds sometimes in a day um because there are a lot of deer uh so just the ability to say hey you know I only want to see uh, deer with antlers on their head. So only take pictures of bucks and only send me pictures of bucks. If it actually is smart enough to do that and not take all those photos, not only is it going to make my job a whole lot easier in terms of like just going through my images and sorting them and filing them and everything, it's going to potentially save the camera a lot of battery life. Because I would think if that's actually several hundred images a day that the camera may not ultimately take because the lens is identifying that you know animal there as a doe and so then it's not going through all the other processes of actually you know operating the shutter and storing the image and all those things which i'm sure you know you need additional power 
to accomplish that that could really improve the longevity of the cameras too so i'm excited about that and then and i'm actually bummed because i was recording video um on some other products for our website while you guys were at moultrie so it's funny because you're not the only one i think pretty much everybody from the office had named that edge pro as one of the top new products for for 23 and I didn't even get to see it in person. So I'm just going off second hand, but having a lot of experience with the Moultrie system, I think I have a pretty good idea how, how that'll work. And then, yeah, the other thing, like you said, the ability to actually select different pixels. I'll give you another example. You talked about the branch. I don't know about you, but there's been times over the years with multiple cameras from different brands. So I'm not picking on anybody. Um, have you ever set up a camera somewhere where there's some grass or weeds or maybe a, a briar bush or something that moves back and forth in the wind? And sometimes you just end up getting a whole bunch of pictures of, of, of waving grass or something like that. And apparently with this new system, you're actually going to be able to go in with your app and basically like select that area of the of the frame and say, don't you know, don't key in on any movement over here in the corner because that's that's no good. And so, again, uh, I'll just throw it back to you with this. You're right. It's amazing what they're coming up with. And it sounds like they're not the only ones because I know you were anxious to tell everybody about this wise eye and uh, you can enlighten me on it as well. Yeah. Um, you know, as I was walking around, uh, the display caught my attention and I stopped to talk to them. and. Um, now I'm relaying this from what they told me, but basically they had worked with some of the, uh, cell companies, uh, excuse me, cell camera manufacturers to, uh, develop technologies. And they have this incredible software that goes with their wise eye cameras. And, um, basically it, it does something similar to you see what a lot of the companies are doing now. Um, as you amass all your pictures and they go to the apps, you'll be able to separate the images and it'll give you graphs on um, times of the day that deer visit, uh, pass by the camera, visit a feeder, times of the day for, for animal movement. Um, one thing that was really interesting is, is it would track um, when the camera was triggered and the animals came in, uh, would be the wind direction and the barometer reading and all these things. So basically where I'm going with this, it would, it would then put that out or extrapolate that into graphs or a bar system or whatever, and you'd be able to see when the peak movement times were, where the animals were passing by the camera and things like that. But it takes it one step further. It then inputs all that data and it gives you a forecast for the next seven days. So based on all the photographs that were taken, all the information that was uploaded from the camera, they then tell you the best times, if you can, to be in the woods or sitting in front of that feeder and things like that. So you know how we had the companies like Data Sport that do the solar forecast and things like that? It's taking this based on real on the ground data at your hunting location. So if you're if you're a guy who's really a technology nerd or really in, interested in trying to hone in on a specific animal, this might be another step to help you put that puzzle together. And I, I hope I explained that well, but it, it's doing two things. It's capturing all the information like a lot of the other cell cam companies do, but then it's giving you a forecast for the next seven to 10 days based on all the data it has that'll really help you if you're looking to target a certain animal or you're looking for the best time to sit based on the information it had gathered in previous um, camera triggers. Yeah, so as you were talking, I, I did it again, but I was on mute, so I was in stealth mode this time. 
I looked up their website and that system that you were just talking about is called Hunt Control. I'm sure they told you that, but it, you may have forgotten in the flurry of activity. So it's their Hunt Control system and they advertise that as the smartest trail camera software in the industry. And from what I could tell in a very brief perusal as I was intently listening to you, Mr. Demko, careful not to miss a single word of, of your wise input. Um, they have built-in GPS units in those cameras as well. So you're getting location tagged data, which is temperature and wind. And I don't know, like what you said, other things, I don't know if they, uh, you know, have barometer and moon face, there may be other, um, you know, criteria that they're plotting into their uh, prediction model. But yeah, ultimately, it's essentially your own personal deer cast, if you will. You know, of course, the deer cast that the Drury's put together has been pretty popular in the last couple of years. And people look at that and, and like to see those predictions. And they say, ah, you know, today's the best day or this afternoon between four and six, whatever. Well, here's something similar, except for instead of just throwing out some kind of a blanket prediction for all of North America. This is going to be a prediction for, you know, the five locations that you actually have cameras or stands. And it's going to say, hey, maybe this afternoon, Mark, uh, you better not hunt the swap stand or the or the corn stand. But, uh, you know, you need to go to the, uh, you know, the cliff stand this afternoon because cliff stand, you know, has a 63 percent chance of one of the. Uh, your target box coming in or something like that. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. And, and I was absolutely impressed by the presentation that gave me an obvious short window with them when you visit the booth, but it was uh, really eye opening. And, you know, I would say anybody who is looking to get a new cell cam might want to consider either wise eyes or as we were talking about the Moultrie mobile, but you know, those are a couple of things I thought were really interesting or intriguing. How about you, Christian? Did you find something that really grabbed your attention that you were uh, said to yourself, wow, that's that's amazing? Well, you know, it's funny because, you know, of course, you talked about trail cameras and that continues to be, you know, one of the hot categories in bow hunting, uh, hunting in general, I guess. But with the cellular technology, of course, and all of the different possibilities that opens up in terms of application and the way that we use the information that those cameras provide it's really changing the way we hunt you know that's that's what it boils down to and so if you look at another category that's super hot and something that's been near and dear you know sort of my own hunting the last couple of years it's it's tree saddles you know and, and and it's funny because tree saddles i think are one of those things where it's not nearly so universal as trail cameras, right? I'd say just about 90 plus percent of serious bow hunters nowadays are running trail cameras, you know, but but clearly we're not anywhere near 90% of serious bow hunters necessarily hunting on a tree saddle. So it's it's a little bit more niche, but boy, is it growing and growing. And, you know, I was one of those people myself. I was never going to hunt out of a tree saddle, one of those stupid things. And you know, all the all the common misconceptions, you look at it and you're like, oh, it's a pain in the butt and it won't be comfortable and all that. And listen, we're not going to dive into all that today. And we've covered some of that in the past podcast. But the point is, it's a great tool. It really helps you to be more mobile, moving around, even if it's just from one tree to another tree, five or 10 trees over from hunt to hunt. 
I have found, you know, anecdotally, I can tell you, Mark, that really keeps the deer off guard. I mean, if you want to keep the element surprise in your favor, don't hunt in the same tree over and over again. It's as simple as that. Um, it's not really a big revelation there, but yet we all fall into the trap of having a favorite hang on or ladder stand that we just yeah. really like to go to. And the saddle forces you to keep it fresh, if you will. So anyway, there's a whole bunch of new products coming out, right, for the saddle crew. And there were several things, um, you know, that I saw at, at the show that really stood out to me. Um, one was actually, I'll start with Latitude Outdoors because they won like the first place award for like new product at the show. And I don't know if that was like for the show in total or for their particular category or what, but they've got these new climbing sticks. It's called the Carbon SS climbing stick. I think they weigh 19 ounces a piece. So wow. yeah, it's basically, um, you know, and again, they're made out of a, a, a like a resin with a with an impregnated with a carbon fiber. And, you know, the guy explained it all to me at the booth. I'm not going to try and regurgitate his, his spiel. But I was able to, you know, he had a few of them set up on a cedar tree, you know, right there in the booth. And I was able to get up, you know, in, in a saddle on these things and jump up and down on the sticks on the side of this cedar tree. And they were definitely more than sturdy enough for my 210 pound lard butt, you know, to be supported well. And uh, the lightness, you know, was unbelievable. So the thing that really blew me away, because obviously 19 ounces speaks for itself in terms of how lightweight those things are, but it's um, just how affordable they are. I think he told me they're like $134 a piece, which while not chump change, I told him like, I'm like, oh man, I thought they were going to be like, $200 or more each just because they're so innovative, you know? So I think they're selling them like in sets of three. And I don't remember exactly what the price was, but that's going to be hot this year. I can tell you whether you hunt with a hang on or a saddle, if you run, you know, a mobile setup, if you're somebody who likes to hunt public land, or if you're somebody like me who just likes to hunt a lot of, you know, private ground, I just hunt on a a few farms, you know, within 20 minutes of the house. But but I love, I've gotten big on, like I said, the last couple of years, I've just gotten away from hanging stands. I always used to hang stands in the summertime and I'd try to put up a few new ladders or, or hang-ons with, you know, semi-permanent sets every year. And I've just gotten away from that. I very rarely, last year, I think I put up one, you know, before the season. And and because I've just gone to the saddle and I'm like, instead of setting, you know, five new spots this year, I'm not going to set any. I'm just going to scout areas. And then when the season comes, I'm just going to go back to those areas and I'll spend five or 10 minutes just standing on the ground, looking around a bit, looking at the sign, you know, thinking about the wind direction and picking whatever tree I think seems like the best bet for that day. And um, it's worked out pretty well for me. So I was excited about that one, Mark. Yeah. If you don't mind me asking, um, did you have a chance to shoot any of the bows on the show floor? Was there one that stood out to you or maybe a couple that you really liked? I mean, obviously, um, some of the major bow manufacturers from across the country are there, Bowtech and um, Prime Archer and things like that. Did you have a chance to shoot any and what did you think? 
Well, you know, you and I are both blessed more than most men in the fact that we're left-handed. And of course, God reserved that for the most talented 10% among us. And to, to those of you who are right-handed, Mark and I apologize because the dirty little secret of the archery industry is that, you know, because you guys are the majority of the market, the bow companies always crank out the right-handed risers first. And there's usually two or three major defects in there. I don't know if you guys realize this, you righties, but you've been shooting subpar bows for years. And it's really... Um, what they do is they use you guys to get all the kinks worked out, make any modifications that are needed. And then by the time they start machining the left-handed risers, Mark and I usually get these pristine bows that are completely dialed in. I think usually about, uh, in addition to the fact that we're 10% of the market, I think the left-handed bows are usually 10% more accurate, Mark, than, than most of those right-handed ones. That's exceptional. And, you know, it, it, it's funny that you say that because, yeah, there was one I, I did want to shoot. Um, I was pretty excited about them. They did not have any uh, left-handed models on the floor. So, Yeah, so that was a really long-winded way of me saying there were surprisingly few bows available for us to shoot at the show because um, they, there were not left-handed demos available for a lot of these models. And I did shoot a few bows, but like, um, like I shot the Bowtech Carbon 1, but I had already had one and done a video, which people can see you know, on our website and YouTube channel. That's a great bow. Um, the bow that I really wanted to shoot. So I do want to talk about one bow and I really wanted to shoot it. And I was super bummed because I don't know if they had any lefties, but they weren't letting anyone shoot them anyway because they didn't have a shooting lane. And that's the new X-Lite from Expedition because we had known about almost all the bows before the show, but Expedition didn't, reveal any information about their 23 lineup until like the week before ata so i i saw a picture and got a little information about the bows ahead of the show but i had never seen one you know and nobody else had really ever seen them and interestingly so expedition is using a material a proprietary material within the archery industry anyway called magnite and it's a combination of magnesium and ceramic nanoparticles and i think some other alloys and so somehow they blend they blend all this together and they're able to come up with a composite you know metallic ceramic hybrid material that can then be machined into a riser um you know just like i guess any other bow maker would do but the result of it is a couple things this magnite is significantly lighter than aluminum and it's also got I guess some superior noise and vibration dampening qualities. At least this is what Expedition's saying. So all I can tell you is that they weren't even going to have a booth at the show. And I don't know what happened. It was some convoluted story, but I stopped by their booth on the first day of the show. I was talking to some of the guys and they're like, hey, we weren't even going to be here. But then we somehow ended up being here, but we're only going to be here for today. So... Anyway, they were really only there the first day of the show. They had some of the bows and I was able to hold them, right? And it felt awesome. It looked awesome. I, they use a Cerakote finish, Expedition does. So they have really nice finishes on their bows. And I loved the way the bow looked and I loved the way it felt. But they had a stinking zip tie around the string and I couldn't even draw it. And I couldn't shoot it because they're like, we're not letting anybody shoot them. We don't have a shooting lane. So as far as bows will go, 
I would only say that I really think that, and by the way, uh, I should throw out, they're offering that in a 31 and a 33. So it's the X-Lite 31, X-Lite 33. Obviously, those are your axle to axle measurements. If there was a bow in the industry that I didn't really know much about going into the show, that I'd like to know more about, and I'd still like an opportunity to shoot it sometime, I would say that would be the one that intrigues me. Um, you know, of course, a couple of the big manufacturers weren't at the show. Uh, several, actually. No no, uh, no Matthews, no Hoyt, no Elite. So there were some really good bows that we've already, you know, done some testing and reviews on that weren't even there. And so, of course, I don't I don't mean to, you know, leave anybody else by the wayside, but we're talking about ATA today. And for me, as far as the show itself goes, that expedition is the one um, that I thought was most interesting of what I saw in Indianapolis. And I'm kind of bummed yet that I, I didn't actually get to put some arrows through that and see what it felt like to shoot. Well, you describe it as being a really cool and innovative bow. So hopefully we'll get a chance to put our hands on a couple of those models at some point this year. Yeah, and I want to circle back to uh, one other saddle-related thing. And then I guess a bow site. This is from sister companies. The other big saddle, um, you know, debut that was pretty hot at the show. Actually, there were a couple other things. Um, but the one that I'm thinking of right now is the Onyx platform from um, Trophy Line. And that platform is really neat. Uh, what they've done, of course, Trophy Line has been really popular uh, over the last few years. And they've got several different platforms of various sizes and shapes and angles and things. And this Onyx, they took and made sort of a, I think you'd probably describe it as a mid-sized platform overall, but they angled all the edges on the outside of the platform downward. So when you're leaning back in your saddle, you get more contact between the boot, uh, the, the soles of your boots and the platform. So instead of just having one pressure point, like on that vertical edge, you now have this sloped area, and that really is going to be more comfortable. I was up in it. We actually did a video, and folks can find that out at bowhuntingmag.com about the Onyx uh, platform. It's going to be a lot more comfortable. And the other thing they did is the, they made the, this claw design. There's a one-piece post uh, for the mounting of it, and it's got like these prongs, like a claw up on the top. It really bites into the tree well. And it gives you some nice standoff from the tree trunk too. So your little, um, you know, mini platformer up top that you can use for additional pivot point is is there and really accessible as well. So overall, that product was was really great. And then their sister company, Redline Bowhunting, had a new bow site for guys who were looking for a new site. They have a torch, which is it's a slider. Uh, site system and they have it in several different options in terms of mounting options and ends but just like has everything that you'd want in a serious bow hunting slider site so like toolless uh windage really smooth elevation it comes with like 20 or 30 some laser etched metal sight tapes that you can attach once you've got the thing calibrated you've got you know, integrated bubble levels. And I think they give you three different ones. So you can pick the color of bubble level that you want. 
um, all metal, yeah, uh, um, you know, construction, really nice aluminum. The the drive wheel for your yardage adjustment is like self-lubricating brass. So it's really, really smooth. It's never going to rust. That was really neat, too, in terms of a bow accessory. I think that site uh, was one of the best things I saw at the show. And they won, you know, along the same lines. Like I said, Latitude had won an award for those climbing sticks. Redline won a third place award for prod, new product for that torch bow site. So that wasn't just me who thought that was a good one. That was one of the, the more popular items on the show floor. Yeah, now we had a chance to see that. And it is a exciting development. And, and then Redline puts out a lot of quality products, but they've really been expanding the line. So it's exciting to see what else is going to come out from it. Yeah. And the last thing I'll throw out, I mentioned something else on the um, saddles. I just didn't want to go without giving them a mention. It's funny because I was in the saddle. It's a brand new saddle from Tethered. And it's really, really nice as well. And I'm embarrassed to say, Mark, right here as I sit, I don't even remember the name of it off the top of my head because they weren't even going to launch a product at the show this year. And in they, they've been working on this saddle for a long time. And I think they decided just a few days before the show, you know what, let's go for it and let's show everybody this thing. And I guess they had a few, you know, prototypes uh, and so they were creating some huge buzz. And, and again, I apologize to those guys. I went out to dinner uh, with Greg and Ernie and the other guys from Tethered when we were out there. And uh, they're good buddies of mine. I love those guys and they make great product. And they were actually the first saddle that I ever had was one of their Phantom saddles. And they were nice enough to set me up with, with a full setup. So again, I, I do apologize to them if they're listening to this. I can't remember it off the top of my head and we didn't have it written up in the gear guide because we didn't know about it before the show now i'll actually try to find that because the crazy thing is is i did a video about the darn thing mark when we were there and i'm going to check as you talk about some other things i'm actually going to try and look that up because i checked their website the other day and it wasn't on their website yet I think it's going to be coming out in the spring or early summer, but I want to throw it out there for people so they can keep their eye out for it. Isn't that terrible? We should, I recorded so many videos at the show this year that I can't I can't even remember everything that we did. Well, you know, it's it's like you said, and like we've been talking, there's a lot of new stuff that comes out year in and year out. It's hard to remember every single thing. You know, we have a lot going on in the show between making videos, our social coverage meetings and things like that i didn't get to see every single vendor this year and, and uh, tethered was one of the ones i want to get to by the time i got there friday afternoon you know people are want to after being there for three four days they want to clean up and get home so um you know it's something where you want to try to get to everybody you don't get to see every single product and learn about every single product just because of the the multitude and the magnitude of how much is there and um you know they make high quality saddles and that you've been using one for, for several years now. So um, it's a good time to say, you know, go online to our website, um, com. We have uh, literally, it's, I'm guessing, 200, 225 products covered as part of our ATA coverage in a variety of different categories, not only uh, bows and crossbows, but also optics and scouting gear, field wear, bow accessories, arrows and broadheads. So if you're listening to this, uh, check us out online. We have a lot of products covered. And uh, Christian alluded to videos. I don't know how many videos you did of products, Christian. Maybe I'm guessing 20 during the three days. So there's a lot of really 
great um, visual support elements to learn about some of these new products we're talking about. So I looked it up, Mark, and now I remember. Isn't it funny how after you see the answer, you always remember the answer? <laughs> no. So it's called the lockdown, the lockdown. And it's the thing that's neat about it. And actually, it helped me to remember the details, too, because um, I did an, I did the video with Greg Godfrey, and I remember recording it now. And I don't know if it's up on bowhuntingmag.com yet or not, but if it's not, it will be soon, and we'll be getting it up on our YouTube channel. YouTube channel. The lockdown has um, kind of like two panels in the back, so it has some elastic uh, material incorporated in it. So when you put the saddle on initially, the second panel kind of sucks up with the first. So it's a more minimalist, if you will, almost like a single panel saddle. But if you want to have the additional support lower on your rear and like down into, you know, the back of your thighs, all you have to do is reach back and lock it down, if you will. You just pull it down and it kind of snaps down into place to provide that additional support. And then like when you take the pressure off of it, just by, uh, you know, taking all the weight out of the saddle, it just pops back up into the original position. So it's really kind of a handy thing that they've built in. And of course, there's other functions too, but I think that's sort of your headliner new feature on that saddle. and. and you know, the inspiration for the name of it. So another new offering. So, you know, I just didn't want to let it go by without throwing tethered out there because I, I thought, boy, that would really be leaving them out when, you know, Latitude and, and Trophy Line, you know, had some great new launches and really generated some interest. But tethered was right there with them, you know, with that new lockdown saddle. Yeah. Now, I, I, before you didn't obviously in it for long but what'd you think of the comfort level of that saddle oh i i thought it was i thought it was excellent like i said with that with that extra panel that you can pull down there's a lot of versatility there whether you want to you know whether you're somebody who likes to stand more or sit more or you know whatever your hunting style is and i seem to recall and again you know folks just have to forgive me because i i can't remember you know the five minute video in total, you know, amongst everything we did there. But I think Greg was telling me about some other design features on that saddle that are all designed to like eliminate contact in those key pressure point areas where people complain about things like hip pinch and that sort of thing. So I think it's going to be a really big winner uh, for them this year. Now, I guess, you know, we could go on and on all day talking about more stuff, but the key, as you said, is for folks to get on over to the website. So all the stuff you and I can't remember now that they can just watch and they can hear the folks from these manufacturers talking. But also there's an area at the ATA show every year, which has always got a few intriguing products. And you sort of went on a mission to the innovation zone this year. And Mark, for those who aren't familiar with the Innovation Zone, why don't you just give them, you know, sort of a brief rundown on what that's all about and what you did over there this year? Yeah, absolutely. So at the ATA show, as you mentioned, there's a special area called the Innovation Zone, where it's basically for new startup businesses or up-and-coming businesses that 
I want to test the water to see what kind of interest there may be out there in the industry for their products. Um, or they may be a company that has been um, established for a while, but they want to take their business to the next level. Um, so in, the, in there, and it's, it's not really separated from the show, but they sort of really highlight it. And you'll see some really intriguing products that draw you in. And I'll just give you one example, because I know this is going to come up here to probably wrap up our episode of the Bowhunting Podcast. But there's a, uh, a company in there called Lista that makes these amazing, <laughs> when I say compact, they're compact. They almost fit uh, in your, your elbow to your hand, compact pistol crossbows. Um, but amazingly, they can shoot the bolts up to like 420 feet per second. They're really, really small. And if I can find the dimensions here quickly, I'll tell you. But the company's uh, Ballista, and they make these uber small Well, you don't, you don't really have to look it up or show anything because you went over to the Innovation Zone and set up and did a podcast event over there. And Ballista was one of the companies that you invited to come over. So you had a woman from Ballista who sat down with you. She had at least one of the crossbows because I looked at a little of your video. So what we're going to do is we're going to end today's show by transitioning from Mark and I, you know, shooting the you know what over the ATA show here. And we're going to transition and show you, I think it's about 17 minutes. How many manufacturers? I know you had Ballista. Who else did you have? We had a, a broadhead company and then we had um saddle company called um timber ninja uh, by a guy who started who originally was a rock climber and wanted to bring some of that technology to the industry and do you remember who the broadheads were i don't remember the name off the top but but again they're going to be featured pretty prominently in the video so perfect that makes me feel better that i'm not the only one who can't remember nice. my only response is that that is the beauty of google you can't remember it you can look it up yeah, and old guys like us, do you remember what it was like to try and write articles before the internet? Holy cow, we had to do all our own research. Man, I'm I'm going to embarrass myself here. And I'm not, I mean, I'm certainly a more seasoned bow hunter, but I'm not ancient by any means. Remember when there wasn't cell phones, when you didn't have that technology in your hand? I thought it was really cool when I was a newspaper reporter at the morning call in Allentown, Pennsylvania, that... Uh, I think we got beepers, beepers, and and like, yeah, you'd get you'd get a beep on your beeper, or it would vibrate on your belt, and you'd look, and there'd be a phone number on there, and you had to rush to get to a payphone, or if you were at somewhere, you know, maybe you asked to use the telephone, and you, dude, why are we talking about beepers? on a show about the ATA. I think that that's not really the most modern bow hunting technology, but we've come all the way from beepers to cellular cameras that only take pictures of the animals you want to shoot. Very innovative. With that, maybe we need to jump into the innovation zone. That's it. Very innovative. So with that, folks, thanks for listening to this segment. Mark and I kind of rehashing some of our fondest memories from ATA 2023 and we will now transition into Mark's um podcasting segment from the innovation zone I, I know you'll enjoy that too a chance to learn about three products from smaller companies that you may not have seen or heard before so enjoy that thanks for checking out the bow hunting podcast and we will 
talk with all you folks again next week. So, hey, everybody, welcome to the Bow Hunting Podcast. We're here on the final day of the ATA show. I got to tell you, uh, we're in the innovation zone and it's pretty unique experience. It's for um, new businesses, businesses are just starting out or looking to grow their company uh, or maybe taking the next step and getting out on the main show floor here at ATA. They're, when you come to the ATA show, it's the largest archery only show in the country or literally hundreds upon hundreds of vendors but this area has some really unique products some really innovative people and jason's one of them jason welcome yeah. you're with timber ninja and yeah. you create a uh, mobile hunting systems tree saddles but uh you have a unique story of how you got into the business why don't you talk about that a little bit yeah so jason red timber ninja outdoors so i got into the mobile hunting products we started may of 2020 in the height of covid and uh tough time from, yeah yeah comes from a background uh you know i've been hunting south seven mainly always hunted public land and mountainous public land was a big thing but also you know what we were talking about i have a background as a rock climber and as a fall protection specialist i've been selling and training and consulting fall protection for 18 years so just you know putting that creative mind with the hunting products really made sense for us i mean we were the first company to release carbon fiber sticks three years ago and uh we got into the saddle. It's just a natural progression for what we were going to do. Because, I mean, we're a mobile hunting products company. So items that we will continue to make and innovate will always be mobile hunting specific for us. Yeah. And, and they're all made here in the United States. Yeah, and, and, and I'm going to guess, being a rock climber, one mm -hmm. of the first things that you want to incorporate into your products is to make them as lightweight as possible. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so. Um, yeah, lightweight. I mean, so. We released a new saddle this year at ATA. It's part of our Black Belt series. It's the Nano. So essentially the idea for this came from an a Alpine harness that I had. It was very minimalist. You could wad it up and put it in a sack about the size of a Nalgene. Uh, because, you know, when you're Alpine climbing, you have to hike in a long ways before you can start to climb. So you want your stuff to be compact and lightweight. So that was where the inspiration for the saddle came from. And right now it's the lightest saddle on the market. It weighs one pound. You're not kidding. Yeah. That, that is light. I mean, and, and everybody's going with the trend of trying to make it lighter while still mm -hmm. maintaining all the safety aspects. Things like that. One pound is awfully light. One pound. I mean, it's also comfortable, too. We use a very uh, proprietary fabric. It's, oh, yeah. Oh, wow. It's, it's really soft. It's, it's a two-way stretch. And it has a higher tensile strength than ripstop. A lot of people are familiar with ripstop. They're using a lot of ultralight packs. It's mm -hmm. very strong. This material actually has a higher tensile strength, but it has stretch and it's not as loud. So, you know, white tail hunting, you really want to be as quiet as possible. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, you know, what's really cool about this and it's unique compared to other people's products, you know, our main concept is to be the most innovative, mm -hmm. and most efficient hunting as possible. So in most of our items, you know, we try to make them ready to hunt so you don't have to add any accessories. So one of the things that our, our new saddle, the Nano, and also our other uh, Black Belt Ultimate, which is a two-panel saddle, we have magnetic stick holders for when you're climbing up the tree. And then on the back, everybody, most people that saddle hunt, they use climbing sticks and then they use a saddle platform. And going up the tree, a lot of people have to buy, you know, uh, a 3D printed platform hanger to, to add into the molly loops to get their stuff up. Well, this comes incorporated with a magnetic connecting platform hanger that's already ready to go. Our pouches, you know, they're really ergonomic. One hand operation for zipper, the waterproof. Uh, our buckle, you know, a lot of people have loud, clangy metal buckles that you have to orient in a certain way to get them to latch. Well, we use a, a magnetic buckle, so mm -hmm. it, it finds itself in the dark. 
So really lightweight. That's it, pretty ingenious. A, I mean, that that's a great thing there. It looks like you've really tried to uh, incorporate a lot of the little things that'll make the experience better mm -hmm. for the normal public for the saddle. Yes, yeah, so we try. I mean, everything we do, we try to be the most innovative. I mean, we're not. The, I mean, a lot of people come by and you know we've had a stick out for three years, but I mean, we always tell people we're not a marketing company. We're an innovations company. Yeah. Now the sticks that are these the ones you came out with first? Yes, sir. This is the one we came out with three years ago. It's a carbon fiber, yep. uh, all carbon fiber. It's laid up carbon. It's not you know like blended with any other materials. It's laid up. We have a, a composite step, so this makes it really quiet and really lightweight. So we have a 20 inch stick. It weighs 1.2 pounds. We also make this in a 24 inch version because there's a lot of people making sticks to make them lighter, have to make them smaller and shorter. You know, like a 16 inch step. I mean, that's not much. I'm six foot two. So 20 to 24 is no problem. Tell me again, how much does one stick weigh? This one weighs 1.2 on the 20 inch and on 24, it's 1.4. I mean, when you put your package together and obviously there are other things you need to carry in the field like the bow and a pack of paper. This is super lightweight for yeah. anybody who's a mobile hunter or a saddle hunter. You know, whether you're hiking deep in the woods or you're hiking through your favorite woodlot, this is incredibly light. Yeah, sir. We, we try to be light and quiet. And, and like you're talking about a backpack, like both of our new saddles have a, um, a shoulder strap system that has a magnetic detaching backpack on it. We call it the uni system. It'll work with both of these because we just want to have a package ready for people just to go out, be able to walk to the tree, walk up without stopping and be as, you know, be like a ninja. Yeah. Well, no, thanks so much for joining Thank us. I you. know you have a lot of people stopping at your booth. We're going to let you go, but quickly, if people want to learn more, what's your website? Our website's timberninjaoutdoors.com and the same on social media and on YouTube and everything else. So check Perfect. us out and we're always happy to talk on Thanks so much, Jason. Thanks, buddy. Have a great day. Yes, great show. So I got to tell you, um, we have another guest on. And when I'm walking through the aisles and checking out all the new products from broadheads to bows, crossbows, accessories, you see a lot of great things. But I saw something today that turned my head. Come on in, Alina. <laughs> and it were these, let's call them almost like micro crossbows. You can set one here and we'll pull it in awesome. as we're talking about it. But this is Alina with a company called Ballista? Now, where are you based in? We're based in Florida, and uh, basically our initial idea was to come up with something that's both affordable and that's easy to uh, get people started off with archery and get crossbows basically to every home. Because usually it's a product that people think of about uh, like hunting with, and um, it has its niche in that, right? And not everybody is a pro like that, and this is something that would be very easy to start people off and get mm -hmm. them engaged uh, in archery, and that's something we're really passionate about doing. Yeah, now you look like you have it set up with a pistol grip, but does it, does it have a, is a stock on it where you can extend it out? This or? one, yeah. This uh -huh. one has an extendable stock. It's an optional accessory. Uh -huh. This is our new launch. It's a reverse draw uh, limb uh, pistol crossbow. It's compound, and it shoots up to 420 feet per second. It has 150-pound limbs on it, and it comes with a Picatinny rail, so you can throw any accessory at it. Mm -hmm. uh, you can attach one on the bottom as well. This is a foldable little grip as well with a Picatinny. Um, it has a uh, rear and front grips for extra stability. You can get a stock for the same reason. And actually a really cool thing about it, which makes it very versatile and for many different ages and uh, buyer groups, this is actually only 50 pounds to cock. I was gonna ask you how you, how you cock this. Right, yeah, so. This one is slightly easier, so I can do it. I just need to, um, yeah, this one doesn't have like an L bracket that you can step on and uh, you can cock, but it can come with it. So it's only 40 pounds. So almost anybody can cock this. And then decocking it is also very easy. Uh -huh. um, I can show maybe like later, because I can, 
if you want, I can bring one over and do it right here. Yeah. Um, no, let's let's keep it's talking okay. about this because yeah, I'm, right. I'm pretty impressed. Now, what? How fast did you say these shoot? Uh, this one is the original version. Shoots up to 330 feet per second with 120 pound limbs. Oh my gosh! Unbelievable. Now, now we can ask. This is a bow hunting podcast. Right. Right. Is this set up? Do you know people, or have you gone out? Have you? I see you have a bow fishing set up. Have you gone bow fishing with it, or do you know people who go deer hunting with it, or taking hogs maybe? All of it. So we go bow fishing with this setup almost every week. We're based in Florida, and that's why it's like it just makes sense. And uh, actually, with this model, which uh, is the previous one, so you can see this one a new one. With this uh -huh. model, we took down deer, uh, boar, uh, and even lynx. Just recently, one of our influencers posted a video of him uh, taking down the link set. It was about 12 to 15 yards. Yeah. And he took down three. So it was really awesome and exciting for us as well. Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't know if you know yourself up here, but what's the draw weight? You, you were sort of showing the bubble on the back. You know what the draw weight is? Right. 120 pound limbs. Okay. Well, it's a pretty impressive it goes setup. Down to 40. Yeah. I, I have never seen anything quite like it. Do you mind if I grab it? Of course. It? Absolutely. Check it out. Now, how long has your company been in business? So we've been uh, making and selling these about two years. Yeah. And is this your first time at the ATA show? Yes, this is the first time. So, so like I said, this is the innovation zone. So there's some pretty creative things yeah, here. Yeah. And actually, you'll see it throughout the entire show. But how has the experience gone for you so far? Honestly, we're very impressed. Just the feedback we got, people are very sweet. And they're coming and asking questions. And we're very excited to share it with them. Uh, we're just we're stoked about this. We're really happy about this product and we just want to share it to as many people as possible. Even if they just want to stop by the booth and get one for themselves later on, it's, it's just very sweet and uh, we just hope everyone has fun with it and possibly make some profit as well. Um, I've got just a few things to show. We got a bow fishing uh, bolts for these as well. These are like 16 inch and if you want a good hunting setup, we got, there you go. Yeah, yeah may I? Show them. Thank you. Well, these are sweet. These are customizable. So that's and, the and how long are these bolts, roughly? 13 inch. Yeah, awesome, you awesome. Can swap, swap any insert or broadhead. Yeah. So, um, you know, I wish you luck at the rest of the show. Uh, I might be reaching out to you because I'm just incredibly impressed with these. And Absolutely. I hope you have great success with them going forward. Thank you so much. But before we let you go, right. how can people learn more about the Ballista yes. Crossbows? Uh, Ballista.co, that's C-O, not com. <laughs> Ballista.co, uh, where you can find uh, all the information you need. And we've got a dealer portal as well. But if you want to buy one, feel free. We've got all the accessories in there. We've got... Um, Basically, a lot of things that you can use to customize your pistol crossbow. Yeah. Perfect. Thank you so Thank much. You. Have really a great rest it. of the Thank show. Thank you so much. So we got plenty more to go here, and uh, we're going to have Jason join us from Black Flag Archery. Jason, thanks for taking time to be on the Bow Hunting Podcast. Hey, Mark. Thanks for having us. Yeah, we're excited. And, you know, we've been talking the whole podcast about uh, the unique uh, products that you'll find in here. And, you know, there's a lot of businesses that are either just starting out or they're shaping their business plan and uh, looking to make the jump onto the, the main floor of the ATA show. Uh, you and I talked briefly the other day. You have some pretty uh, unique broadheads here, a little bit of a different configuration, with, you know, with Black Dragon. Let's talk a little bit about uh, what you brought with you today and if you could hold them up on the screen so people could see them at least to start. Well, these were uh, born out of a necessity to have uh, a head that would shoot closer to uh, a field point. Mm -hmm. um, most people don't have time to tune or, you know, the knowledge to tune on their own. So these these are going to be something that we're hoping that people can use. And uh, Now, when, uh, you know, the name of that broadhead is what? This is the hemorrhage, 100 grade. So um, as far as, may, may I hold this? 
Absolutely. So, so you have the hemorrhage and um, how many different models you have? What, what weights does it come in? What's we, the cutting diameter, all that good stuff? These are inch and a quarter cut. Uh-huh. Uh, the 100 grain has uh, four blades, the inch and a quarter and a three quarter bleeder blade. The 125 is the other option. It's going to have inch and a quarter cut and a one inch bleeder blade. Um, we're planning on coming out with two other sizes. We have okay. not got them, you know, through development yet. So. so when I looked at this for the first time, and I think I even asked you this, when you look at this, uh, it looks like it might be a mechanical, but it's actually not. It's a fixed blade. That's correct. It's a fixed blade. It uh, has a swept blade design on there, but when they will pull forward when you remove uh, the broadhead from the target. So it's not going to bind in there or, you know, be any kind of snare or anything like that. So. Yeah. Now, how many years were you working behind the scenes to design these? When did you launch your company and, and how was that gone? This is a two-year development and we're, you know, halfway into the third and it was launched, I want to say, uh, 2020, I believe, early. So it's uh, it's been a process. It's hard to, you know, obviously with COVID to go through and develop any kind of new product and uh, and bring it to market and you know this is this was troubling so i was just talking to uh the gentleman from timber ninja about that right. you know it's interesting and in, you know when the pandemic hit more people step back out into the outdoors so it's been great for the industry but when you're trying to launch a new business that could be a bit tricky when you're talking about marketing and promotion opportunities and things like Absolutely. that because of some of the shutdowns of things that went along with COVID. supply chain so, issues, you yeah. know, everywhere you turn is a, you know, is, is a problem. So now, now you're based, if I'm correct, in Georgia. Uh, well, we're partially in Georgia, but uh, this company is uh, out of Cadiz, Kentucky. Yeah. So. And so have you had people um, using these broadheads across the country? You're starting to gain some great um, interest in this. That's right. Yeah. We've, we've, uh, we've had some pro staff that have hunted with them this year and we've had good success with them. And uh, this is the first time we've had any packaging to be able to distribute. So we're kind of making our debut here and hoping to, you know, cut out our spot in the market and develop more products to bring to market. So. Well, I certainly wish you the best, as with everybody who is in here today. Now I'm going to put you on the spot before we wrap up this segment of the bow hunting podcast. Right. I don't know how much time you get to walk around on the show for, but hopefully you get a little bit of time. What's the most interesting product you've seen here at the ATA show for 2023? Uh, well, for me personally, it was the um, the bow training aid that they had over there. I'm trying to think of the name of it. it. It escapes me right now, but it's integrated with your phone. So you can, you know, draw and shoot. And it's almost a, video, a visual training aid video game. So uh, that's going to be my first purchase out of this show. So. Well, you know, when you think about the archery and the bow hunting world, uh, it's only one part of the entire hunting industry. Sure. And so when I when I come at it from that perspective, when you think about it from that perspective, it's really amazing how many cool and innovative products that come out to to um, help bow hunters have better experiences. Obviously, kill more game and things like that. Yours is the perfect example. But these are these are rather unique. I hope you have great success with them. And thank you. Thank you so much for joining us. I appreciate you having. Me. So, hey, everybody, that's going to wrap up from here at the Innovation Zone at the ATA Show. Um, get a chance, go online to the ATA um, website, or also you can check out all of the new products in here for 2023 by visiting our website, bowhuntingmag.com, and we'll see you next time on the Bowhunting Podcast. Thanks for downloading the Peterson's Bowhunting Podcast. 
all bow hunting, all the time. Pick up the latest issue of Peterson's Bow Hunting Magazine on your local newsstand or connect with us online at bowhuntingmag.com.